Welcome into The Rock Pod. I am John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Lisa Bibby, your neighborhood realtor with Keller Williams Advantage. And I'm Trish Crew, third generation jeweler and owner of Your Personal Jeweler. So I was just upstairs petting my uh, nine-year-old rescue dog. Jules is a coon hound and has some issues. She's uh, got some hip issues. She, her arthritis tends to act up when the weather gets a little rainy and gross. And she is just as excited about today's interview as I am. We have with us Jill Evalue from Radiant Paws. Welcome to the show, Jill. Hi, thank you for having me on. So Radiant Paws, tell us what it is and how you got into it. <laughs> so I do dog massage. I opened the business in 2018 and I go to clients' homes and I work on dogs of all shapes and sizes. Doesn't matter the age, the size, the breed, the issue. Massage works very similar to human massage. So it helps with the aches and pains, helps with anxiety, and it's great preventative care. So what did you do before this? How did you end up uh, landing upon this field? Well, this was kind of a midlife career change for me because okay. I'm actually a trained graphic designer. And that's what I do in my other life. And I worked for corporate companies for a long time in their like graphic design department. And uh, in 2017, the business I was working for was shut down. So I went freelance. And in about 2018, I wasn't quite as busy as I needed to be, but was kind of burnt out on it. So wanted to use a different part of my brain and just do something completely different. And I've only been trained to graphic design. So it's like, well, what do you do if you're completely starting from scratch? So I just went with what I love, which is dogs and researched what you could do with that. And that's when I found pet massage. Before that, I didn't know that was a thing either. Uh, most people have never heard of it. And I found a school in Toledo, Ohio, which is, you know, only about an hour from here that offers the certification. So decided to try it and see if I'd like it and fell in love with it and have been doing it ever since. Nice. I know you mentioned that dog massage is very similar to human massage. Are there any differences? Yes. The one big difference is the level of touch. You know, us humans, we need that deep tissue in order to get those muscle kinks out. Dogs don't do that. They don't understand hurt now, feel better later. So the level of touch is much, much, much lighter on them. I've got to imagine you've got to earn their trust as well. Yes, absolutely. Because especially the first time they see me, I'm a stranger and I'm coming in and I'm putting my hands all over them. So it varies. Uh, some dogs, especially the older dogs, get into it right away and they're like, OK, keep going. <laughs> um, younger dogs or high stress dogs or high energy anxiety dogs. They can sometimes take a couple of sessions to really get into it, but usually they figure it out. And so, you know, obviously I can't come in and tell them to lay still for a half hour or an hour. So I have to build that trust and like start slowly, work gently, work on areas that don't hurt first and build up that trust, you know, in order to help them out. Pet massage should always be done in conjunction with veterinary care. You should always see your vet first anytime you have any question about your pet health. Massage shouldn't be the only thing you're doing. It's, it's like one of the many tools in your toolbox to help your dog feel their best. So where do you have your sessions? Do you have a, like a dog spa? Do you come to their home? I go to clients' homes. I live in Ferndale and I go to clients' homes if they're within a 20-minute radius. And if they're further than that or if they have a lot going on in their house, they can come to my house. Nice. And how often yeah. do you recommend that people get massages for their dogs? Well, well, ideally, you know, once a week or once every other week. But in reality, it depends on the dog. If you're doing it for pain management or stress or anxiety, Truly, once a week or once every other week is ideal. But if you're doing it for preventative care or just to pamper your dog or just, you know, supplemental going along with everything else they're doing, 
you know, a lot of my clients I see every other week or even as little as once a month and they still get benefit from it. You got the certification in Toledo for on dog massage. You focus yeah. strictly on dogs, correct? Correct. Yeah. Right. It does work on any animal. I just don't have the training for it. So I stick with dogs. Can you talk a little bit about what Reiki is? Yeah. So Reiki is an is a form of energy work. It's a, a Japanese form. It stands for universal energy. And it's the concept that we're all connected, that we all can tap into the same energy source. So we can tap into the earth and the sky energy to help calm us and ground us and fill us up, you know, recharge our own batteries, that kind of thing. So what Reiki does with the animals is something that's very similar. So I can pull that energy up from the earth, channel it through me and into the dog. So I always kind of describe it like a battery, you know, like everybody's battery gets low and dogs do too. So what this does is it kind of recharges that battery and brings them back up to full strength and it empowers them to move better and feel better and heal quicker, that kind of thing. It's very calming and soothing. And the nice thing about Reiki is that it can be hands off. So I don't have to actually touch a dog. So especially in instances where they've just come out of surgery or they're very anxious around new people, I can come into the room and just run the energy first and build that trust up before we start working on them. I'm trying to picture in my head, how does that work where you're working on a dog without touching them? That's the energy work. So really, all I'm doing is I'm projecting that energy out from me and into them. So imagine it like a light bulb, like I'm the light bulb and that light is slowly going brighter and it's filling that room. That energy is projecting out into the animal and I can try to direct it, but really it's going to go where it's needed most. So dogs will send it to any part of their body that's hurting or weaker or just needs that little boost of, you know, love and comfort and yeah. helps them feel better. That's interesting to me because dogs yeah. have a sort of an innate sense that humans don't, I feel like, where the dog will know if the, you're anxious or sad or happy or friendly or whatever. Like dogs are always a great judge of character when Daphne walks into your house. So I would imagine they probably pick up on that even better than humans do. Oh, absolutely. And so that's why I have to make sure it's very important that when I walk into any session that I'm not nervous or anxious or anything like that, I walk in calm and confident, like this is going to be a great thing that you, you trust me, you can't wait for what we're about to do. Because otherwise they're like, okay, you're nervous. I'm nervous. What's going on here? <laughs> yeah. And John, to kind of on a note, what you just mentioned about, I know it's really hard for people to understand energy and energy work yeah. because they're like, it's something you can't see. Right. But if you can imagine, have you ever know somebody that when they walk into the room, the entire room shifts and everybody becomes more positive and more happy or what have you? And they didn't walk around touching everyone. You yep. know, it's their energy that they're bringing into that room that's raising literally like that vibration and that energy level of the entire room exactly. without touch. And actually, it's working on humans, too. Like hospitals are employing uh, Reiki practitioners to help calm patients and speed up healing process, too. So it's, it's amazing how it works. And it's something anybody can learn how to do. Nice. So, Jill, can you give us an example, uh, like a specific story about a dog that you've worked with and how it's changed their life? Yeah, I have a client that I've seen. Her name is Pippin. She is, I think she's about 12 years old now. She's a, a golden, she's a white golden retriever. And when her owners first contacted me, they basically were hoping just to keep her comfortable. She's got a neurological disorder that really weakens her back legs. And sometimes she even kind of crosses her legs a little bit when she walks or like her paws drag. And because of her age, there wasn't anything they could do with surgery or anything. So all they could do was just pain management, keep her comfortable. So they brought me in to, to work on her. And I started going once a week for an hour. And they brought me in in June. 
And by August, she was running and jumping and playing again. Wow. They had taken her to their doggy daycare and the doggy daycare people were like, we haven't seen this energy since she was a puppy. And the only thing that changed was the massage. And that was in summer of 21. So here we are now in 23 and she's still here. She's still with us and she's still doing great. And that's all because of the massage and in the owner's pain management. Now, how do you determine whether a dog needs massage or Reiki or both? Oftentimes, I'll leave that up to the owners. And a lot of times it can depend on the uh, temperament of the dog. So like I said, if they've got stranger danger or they're really hesitant or they're in a lot of pain where they don't want you to touch them, that's when I'll recommend, well, let's start with the Reiki and see how that goes. Most dogs, I'm actually doing a combination of both. I will always start and end the session with Reiki and then I will do the hands-on massage in the middle of it. So it can be a, you know, a nice blend. So they're getting the, the physical and that energy balance going on. This is fascinating to me. As Lisa and Trish both know, I am an absolute dog lover. Again, I go back to my dog, Jules, who she's got some bad hips. We think she was she came from a bad situation. She's a rescue. And when the weather gets yucky, she it's definitely arthritis because she's definitely a lot lower key when it's rainy and, and yucky out. Like, obviously, you're not here and you're not physically with her. But in general terms, you talked about a lighter touch than obviously you would in a deep tissue massage in a human being. But Take me through as best you can physically, like what you would do in terms of a massage and how you feel out, no pun intended, what it is you're doing. (laughs) Well, the dogs, the way that they feel the arthritis is pretty similar in a lot of the dogs. So I I know going into it based on what you said, where she's going to be feeling that pain. Mm. So I can come in and I would start working on the front half of her, on her shoulders and her front legs and her head. Let her get used to my touch. Let her recognize and understand what we're doing and that it's not going to hurt, you know, and then I would slowly progress down her spine to, you know, the back of above the tail area and over the hips and onto the legs. It's a lot of really gentle rubbing, like, you know, taking like the big meaty part of your palm and just gently rubbing those big muscles. Like that heel of your palm is kind of what you're showing us on, on screen right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a better way to say it. Yeah. It's a lot of really gentle scratches, um, a lot of like you can actually pick up their skin and roll it. That's really good for like improving their circulation. So the techniques that we do, I show the owners what I'm doing so that if I'm not there, they can do the same things on their dogs to help them. Because my goal is for your dog to feel their best. My goal isn't that I'm the only one who can do that. So there's a lot of different techniques you can do depending on where they're feeling that pain that lets you kind of focus and do some really, really gentle, mild movements that help reduce the inflammation, stimulate the muscles, drain the lymphatic system, improve the circulation, all of that reduces their pain level. This is absolutely fascinating. I could probably talk to you about this all day, but I digress. Trish, looks like you're ready with our next question. So when you are not working with dogs, what else do you like to do for fun? (laughs) Uh, Well, my husband likes to get and I like to go brewery hopping. So we do that a lot around town. I also go to a lot of concerts. And then when I'm sitting at home, you guys can see the, you know, the crazy stuff behind me. I like to cosplay. Okay. So I I like to come up with crazy costumes for specific characters. And I go to a certain convention a year where I go and dress up and pretend to be other characters for five days, which is a lot of fun. Characters we'd see at like a Comic-Con or just characters you're creating? No, they're Comic-Con characters. Like I have some of the wigs that I have behind me are from Ursula from Little Mermaid and (laughs) Bellatrix from Harry Potter and Storm from X-Men and, you know, kind of crazy things like that. So that's a lot of fun. And then I also like to do special effects makeup. I'll do that on my face and post it on Instagram and just 
explore all kinds of crazy looks and see what I can do. I have a secret <laughs> fascination with that. And I've watched, there's a couple of shows that they do makeup artist contests. And it's oh, is it like the low up? Yes. Like, I love like, that show. Oh my gosh. It is so <laughs> fascinating. If you've never seen it, just to see the work that they do on these people. I mean. It's incredible. It's insane. Yeah. 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 And I can't believe they can do it in like in as few hours as they do. I agree. Like, yeah. It's that would impressive. take me a month. Right. <laughs> Oh, well, we yeah. always love a good cosplay dresser upper. And now it is time for our fishbowl question of the day, where we ask a totally random question. So, awesome. John, can you pull the question? Absolutely. Let's see here. What do we got? Oh, this is good. Uh, <laughs> Jill, I'm going to paint you in a corner here. If you were a dog, what kind of dog would you be and why? Awesome. I love this question. Well, I would have to say, and if you would have asked me this a few years ago, I would have not responded this way, but I would have to say I would come back as a toy poodle. Okay. And, the, and the reason why is that I, I used to have one. I had one. He was like near and dear to my heart and he passed away last fall. And he was like the most feisty and fierce 10 pounds ferociousness. Like he was just, I mean, he just had the biggest attitude you can imagine for a little dog. And it's like, I want to come back and be him. He was just not afraid to just be who he was and take on the entire world, like, you know, just completely fearless. And I loved that about him. So I would, I would come back as that. I love that. When we walk our dog, who's, well, she should be 70 pounds. She's closer to 80 after winter foot. Um, <laughs> we didn't hear that. <laughs> I've certainly got some winter weight to drop myself. But those little five, 10 pound dogs. Oh, yeah. So crazy at her. And she looks at them like. Like, seriously? I'm walk. Yeah. <laughs> That's how my little guy was. Yeah. I see you as being fearless. Yep, absolutely. And I love that about him. So I want to be like that. <laughs> well, it's been such a pleasure to have you on our show. Can you let our audience know any ways that you would like them to get in contact with you? Sure. The easiest way is probably on my website or on Facebook. The website is radiantpawspm.com. The PM is for pet massage. And then it's Radiant Paws on Facebook as well. You can book an appointment directly through the website. Otherwise, you can email or text or call me to set one up. And that's probably the easiest way to do it. I'm also on Instagram and TikTok. And that's both Radiant underscore Paws. Joe, before we let you go, I do want to ask you about your involvement with the Royal Oak Chamber and what benefits you found from being part of it. Well, I'm a pretty new member. I joined in January and now here we are in March. So I've been to a couple of meetings so far and have met some really wonderful people out of it. And I've already had one dog massage set up through it. So it's already working for bringing me business. So I can't wait to do more and meet more people out there. Well, thank you and welcome again to the chamber. Thank My you. name is Lisa Bibby and I'm a realtor with Keller Williams Advantage. I put the real back in realtor. Unsure of how the market is shifting and thinking of selling this year? Call for a free consultation. You can find me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Sold by Lisa B. And my website is soldbylisab.com. I'm Trish Carew, third-generation jeweler and owner of Your Personal Jeweler. I specialize in creating custom engagement rings, wedding rings, and fine jewelry. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at The Personal Jeweler or on our website, www.thepersonaljeweler.com. You can also check out our storefront right on 4th and Washington. And I am John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcast. I am the podcast guy. If you have any questions at all about podcasts or want to start a podcast of your own, you can find me on my website, jag, J-A-G, in Detroit.com or on social at Jag in Detroit. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Rock Pod, produced for the Royal Oak Michigan Chamber of Commerce. For more information about chamber events or how to get involved, you can visit royaloakchamber.com. Thanks, everyone.